When you made your first million, how did it feel and what changed? I'm going to answer this question and I'm going to answer it with a caveat, which is that you're not going to believe me when I tell you this. Hello, gorgeous. Welcome to another episode of Gala Loves Everything. And this episode is a celebration episode because I am recording this on the 17th anniversary of my business. I started a blog living in Australia and I had no idea that it would grow to be what it is today. When I was contemplating the fact that I have been doing this for 17 years, I asked my audience whether they had questions about what I'd learned over those 17 years. And some of the questions were, they were so good. We're going to get into this. Okay. I love this question. When you made your first million, how did it feel and what changed? You're not going to believe it. The answer is that when I made my first million, I didn't even notice it. And the only reason I noticed it is because I was talking to my dad about how the business was doing and I ran a report. And we hadn't just made a million in that year, we had massively surpassed it. And the reason that I didn't notice that we had hit this goal was because I was having such a good time. And I was so committed to helping people, to being of service, to creating something special and magical for them, that making the money was the furthest thing from my mind. I really believe that this is one of the things that separates people from having a business that does okay And people who have a business that thrives, people who build empires, people who are deeply lit up and passionate about their work, they are not just asking themselves, what's in it for me? They are not thinking about paying their bills or buying a handbag. They are completely obsessed with being so helpful with giving more, with being deeply generous. That is the secret sauce to having a business that is beyond your wildest dreams. So if you're wanting to make your first million or have a business that creates a lot of impact or whatever it is that really matters to you, I want you to get really clear on why you're doing it. Because it's your why that's really going to motivate you. And I got so many questions about how do you stay motivated when things are hard, when things are tough, how do you keep going? And the reason that I can keep going is because I know why I'm doing this. To me, the the goal of paying my bills or buying a handbag is not motivating. It means nothing to me. That's not enough to keep going for 17 years. And so you need to get really clear on why you're doing this. That why, that motivation needs to be bigger than just you. If it's just about you and meeting your needs, you will lose motivation, you will lose excitement, you will lose inspiration, you will lose creativity because you're just operating within your own little bubble. But really the magic happens when you're thinking about who am I serving and why does that matter to me? For me, when my business is absolutely humming and it's pulsating with positive momentum and it is 
making lots of money and people are really excited and everything feels good, it's because I am obsessed with what I'm making and I know that what I'm making is of huge benefit to other people. And when things are not rocking and rolling, it's because I'm focused on something else. I'm very aware that my secret sauce is enthusiasm. And when I bring enthusiasm and passion and genuine excitement, that is when things really work. And so there's two types of experiences that I have in my business. One is that I create something where I know there's a need, but I'm not excited about it. And the other is where I create something that I am excited about. And what I can tell you from 17 years of creating programs and courses and classes and experiences and live events and books and podcasts and all of that stuff is that every single thing that has been a runaway train success story has been something that I was deeply excited about. And if I wasn't truly excited about it, it never works. And like, let's be clear, sometimes I'm really excited about something and it's still not a runaway hit, but the things that are a hit are all things that I have been massively excited about. I really believe that we are in this different paradigm of business now. I used to have partners, boyfriends, whatever. I would talk to them about my business and they would have this attitude of, well, business is a slog. You're going to have to do things that you don't enjoy and you're going to have to do them over and over and over again. And I simply do not subscribe to that. That is not my ethos. I know that if I am going to keep doing something that I don't enjoy, it's not going to work for me. It's really important to know what it is that works for you in a business that makes you feel juicy. There are so many good questions here. This question came in from a girl I used to go to school with actually. And There were many iterations of this question, which was how to decide which idea to pursue when you're starting a business. And my answer, as you may have guessed, is that you need to pick the thing that lights you up the most. And additionally, there is no perfect idea. Everything that you try is going to have its peaks and its pitfalls. It's going to have strengths and weaknesses, pros and cons. So there is no perfect choice. What I really recommend everybody does is that they simply take action. The sheer amount of people that I speak to who are deep within analysis paralysis is so next level. In fact, I would say it's 95% of the people that I talk to. And the difference between people who have businesses that are thriving and people who are sitting on the sidelines is that the people on the sidelines are waiting for everything to be perfect. They are waiting to have certainty about their idea. They are waiting to take another class, another course, get another certification. They are waiting for the branding to come through. They're waiting to think of their brand name, whatever. None of that shit matters. It doesn't matter. You have to start throwing some stuff at the wall to see what sticks. 
And another question that I got so much was, how did you know when to pivot? How many times have you pivoted? I literally could not tell you how many times I have pivoted because my approach to business is that we just keep changing it until it works. If something's working, then yes, we will ride that fucking train as long as we can. But if something is not working, we just keep iterating until it does. You have to just keep changing things. For example, if you were really obsessed with a certain kind of food, let's use uh, fried chicken as an example because it's my favorite food. If every time you ate fried chicken, it made your stomach hurt and you got bloated and you had terrible abdominal problems, would you keep eating that meal every night? I would like to think that you would be like, you know what? I am noticing that this is not working for me. I'm going to try something else. And I want you to take that approach to the things in your life as well. Your business, your relationship, your friendships, your health, whatever. If something is not working, try something else. It's trying to give you a message. It's trying to give you information that something needs to change, something needs to shift, that this is no longer working. So when it comes to picking an idea... It honestly doesn't fucking matter which idea you pick because you're probably going to change it. All of the best businesses in the world start as one thing and 10 years down the line, 20 years down the line, they're completely different. I started off as a fashion blogger. Now look at me. I'm still wearing ridiculous outfits. I just have a completely different mission and purpose and different way of delivering my message. But interestingly, my message has really always been the same thing. My message has always been, you are amazing. You need to recognize that. Let's build your confidence so that you can go out and really live into your potential, not just know that it's sitting there and it's on the periphery. Fuck that. You want to grab that potential and actually use it. Like my worst nightmare is that I get to the end of my life and I think, There is so much more I could have done. I haven't even scratched the surface. And honestly, that idea is something that drives me. It's something that gives me a sense of dissatisfaction, that fear that I'm not doing everything that I possibly could be doing. And that like grit of that, the sense of unease there is something that really motivates me to keep going. And I see that as a positive thing. The people who are the best in the world are not completely satisfied, but they do find fulfillment in what they're doing. They do find pleasure in what they're doing. They enjoy the process, but they always know that it could be better, that they could be doing more, that there is like more juice to be extracted out of the moment. And I count myself among that group of people. Absolutely. Biggest financial mistake and biggest product launch flop or along those lines. And I love this question because it is so indicative of the thinking that we have around business, which is that these failures, problems, flops, mistakes, etc., are so definitive. The truth is that I have tried a million things that didn't work. You know, my first few attempts at creating products back in like 2007 didn't work. I think I had a t-shirt line where we would release a different design every month. I mean, literally the amount of things that I have launched or tried that didn't work is endless. But the point is that I don't make those failures mean anything. I just look at it as information like, okay, t-shirt line, not a move. All right, great. What else we got? And you just keep going. 
getting really hung up on the failures, the mistakes, the things that don't work is just going to keep you looking in your rearview mirror. You really want to look instead at what's working today and where do I want to go and what is my next move. I'm not filled with regret. I'm not filled with fear or shame or embarrassment. I am aware that in order to be a success, I also have to be a failure failure, quote unquote. And I don't ever think it's really a failure as long as you're learning something from the experience and you don't repeat the mistake. Another question that I got a lot was how did you figure out how to consistently make money in your business? And this really goes back to what I was saying in that very first question about making the first million, which is you have to come up with a way to help people in a way that is so valuable to them, in a way that cannot be replaced by someone else. So really what this means is you need to figure out what your secret sauce is. What is it that you do that only you can do that is so special and different and that provides a value to people, that makes their life better, that gives them education or entertainment or skills or tools or resources or whatever that helps them live their life in a better way. And as long as you're unsure what that is, you're probably going to have trouble consistently making money in your business. You have to know what your thing is, what makes you special and different, and then come up with about a hundred different ways to deliver that to a potential customer. And all those ways that you experiment with, that you try, those are going to be part of your learnings because you're going to figure out what works for you, what works for them, and what the sweet spot is. But business is an experiment. It is a beautiful, challenging, at times infuriating and frustrating, but ultimately, I think it's the greatest art project of your life. Because the way I see business is it is a way of contributing to the world. It's a way of bringing your magic to other people that otherwise would never know about it. I am most happy when I have lots of stuff on my plate, actually, when all the things that are on my plate, I know I'm so clear that they are of value to other people, that they are helping other people live better lives. And when I get lazy or complacent or I'm doing things that I can't see the real ROI in someone else's life, that's when I start to feel discontent. I feel most myself, most jazzed on life, most excited and passionate is when I am contributing like a maniac and when I am actively creating like a maniac. You may feel that way too. Like when you're really in your business and loving it, you feel so good, but you've been given these messages by society, by partners, by your family, by your friends, whoever, that you need to have more balance in your life. People who are passionate, people who are exceptional, people who are extraordinary, they don't really have balance. They probably have taken the thing that they love to do, that they would do for free, and they do it all day. And this idea that you should be this perfectly well-rounded human being, I think is fucking bullshit and it's a myth. And I think it's only something that mediocre people strive for. 
There are going to be seasons in your life where you are focused on different things, seasons where you're focused on your relationship or your family or your business or your health, and those things are going to cycle through. But to think that you're going to be able to focus on all of those things simultaneously and be somehow perfectly balanced is bullshit. And the more that you're trying to drive towards that, the more that you're going to feel mediocre because in order to be exceptional and extraordinary, you have to have laser focus on what you're doing and you have to have a crystal clear vision that turns you on so much that you don't give a fuck about anything else. You're like, food, what? I don't care. I am in the zone. And for me, that's when I know that I'm really at my peak is when I am completely disinterested in other things. And I can't tell you how many times people have tried to make me be wrong for being that way. But I think that having that ability to focus on your passion and be fucking turned on by it is a superpower. And if you have that ability to like get in the zone and really do your thing to the best of your ability, that is a gift. And the more that you can be in that place, the more happy, the more lit up, the more you'll feel you're contributing to the world in a meaningful way. And that's something you should never let go of. Okay, here's our final question. How to keep going when it feels like it's not working after years? Well, get really clear on why you're doing this. And if you're not sure why you're doing this, then it's like, go back to the drawing board time. But what to do if it's not working? Try some different shit. Everybody is locked into this very clear, delineated way of doing things. Many people are still posting on Instagram the way that they used to post on Instagram 10 years ago. People are still writing blogs that are completely irrelevant. People are still creating these things that nobody wants. People are stuck and locked in this old way of doing things. Do you ever meet someone who clearly their makeup, their hair, their clothing is a reflection of a time when they felt that they were doing best in life and that was at least 20 years ago? You know, you meet those people who have never updated their hairstyle, the way they do their makeup. They're still wearing the style of clothing that made them comfortable back in, I don't know, 1995 or whatever. And you think to yourself so clearly, like, wow, this person is stuck in the past. Like, it's time to, like, move with the times, like, learn a new eyebrow technique, honey. Like, let's go. But so many of us are doing that in our businesses. We're insisting on doing it the way we used to do it, the way it used to work, and just banging our heads against the wall. If it's not working, it's time to fucking change it. And do you know how many times you're going to need to change it? Infinitely. You are going to change things in your business infinitely until you figure out something that works. And only way you're going to have that drive is if you know exactly why you're doing this. Who is it that you're trying to help that's not just you? Who's the group that you really feel for? Are you creating stuff for a version of you five years ago, 10 years ago? Are you creating stuff for a community of people that you feel are underserved and your heart goes out to them or you used to be one of them? What is it that's driving you? And if you don't know what's driving you, it's time to figure it the fuck out because if you don't know what turns you on, why you're getting out of bed in the morning, it's always going to be hard. It's always going to be a slog. It's always going to feel like torture. So figure out why you're doing this and then get so high on that. Do whatever you have to do to connect to the meaning there and your life will never be the same again. I love you. Thank you for listening to my rant. I, I, it's 2.20. I got to go. I'm late. 
for a very important date. I'll see you next time. Bye.